Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on WASP, the worldwide association of specialty programs and schools. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. It was trying to brand us. So we were going to become the McDonald's of kid treatment. Join my host as they unravel the story of the largest and most shocking organization in the history of the troubled teen industry. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Tura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts two teas in a pod with Teddy Mellencamp and Tamara Judge. Hi, guys. Welcome to another episode of Two Teas in a Pod. Tam, it's just me and you today. I know. It's so exciting. I'm so happy to be back. I feel like this is my groove. Like, this is what I've been missing. So happy to be here. Yay. Yay. Um, I know I, this morning you guys were podcasting earlier than we normally do. Um, so it was like a complete race. And then I'm like, panic. Like it's, it's, it's crazy. The amount of code red panics I have before a pod. If I like, feel like I may have missed a crumb. Like I'm like, Oh no, was someone from Salt Lake on last night on watch what happens live. Who'd I miss? What I, I'm like scanning the internet. Like my kids are like, you're a lunatic. lunatic. You are a lunatic, but that's besides the point. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, clearly I am. Um, what's new with you? Um, what's new with me? I went to the big bear house, checked on the construction over the weekend, just starting to feel normal. Um, still eating my cream of wheat and my sweet potatoes and my scrambled eggs. Very, very, very delicious. Um, yeah, I I actually stepped on the scale yesterday and it said 113 (laughs) and I went, Oh my God, this, I haven't been this skinny in so long. And I went to take a picture of it, just got off, take a picture to send to you. And I got back on and said, one (laughs) 15.7. I said, ah, shit. (laughs) Opportunity missed. I know. Swing and a miss. A swing and a miss. (laughs) Um, 
Well, I mean, not that I wanted to weigh one thirteen, but I'm like, but it was. You just were like, I'm gonna, like, st- I'm gonna stick stick it to Teddy. I haven't seen that number since like my <laughs> fitness competition. Well, no, there was one time when me and Kyle were in, I think it was Berlin on a housewife trip. Um, we didn't realize that the scale was in like whatever celsius did you say celsius (laughs) kilometers whatever yes celsius how hot am i step on but we're like we both looked at each other like we're under 100 pounds wow 75 pounds (laughs) should i see a doctor (laughs) i can't even remember what the number was but we were both like what and then it took us i feel like it may have taken somebody else to tell us you guys realize that isn't pounds and we were like oh right yeah obviously totally knew that Totally knew that. that. I was just like, whoa, the stress has really gotten to me on this Berlin trip. But it's weird. All I've eaten is croissants and other junk food. I know. Well, I was hoping for a split second that 113 was correct. So then I can go to Krispy Kreme and eat my way back up to 115. But <laughs> nope. No Did, such luck. Um, you have happen. to tell, because um, we started chatting right before they started oh, recording. Yeah. So yesterday, about, oh, about the podcast? Yeah, so yesterday I went to LA to do a podcast that's going to be coming out. I'm super excited about it behind the scenes of um, housewife shows. And he is somebody that um, has been in the housewife world forever. And he said to me, your podcast, I f***ing hate your podcast. And I said, excuse me? We're number one. So buddy, you better hope you get to number one. I didn't say that part. And then um, you're like, hold on. That's a lie. That's a lie. That's a lie. (laughs) Disclaimer. That's a lie. Um, (laughs) Wanted to say it. Didn't say it. Um, Yeah. Your podcast causes so many problems for me, like in behind the scenes of Housewife World. And I'm like, why? He's like, because you guys are always pissing people off. Are you afraid (laughs) to go to BravoCon? And I said, not for that reason. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, here's the thing. If they can't handle our recaps, how are they handling being housewives? Well, exactly. And I I said, I said, listen, I don't personally attack anybody on when we watch a show. I don't go in there and say, you're ugly, you're stupid, you're dumb. Like, no, I said, you're only as good as this week's episode. We lightly go over it. Teddy might go a tad bit deeper than me. <laughs> we, we lightly brush over some of your faults. As I talk to Larsa at Traders, <laughs> that Teddy really comes after me. Oh, yeah. I started I'm like, actually I like thinking- that I really love you. Well, listen, we are we can play off of each other because we don't always have the same, same favorites. Uh, yeah, the same opinion. But yeah, no, I am just going. I was going to harass you because I am doing a little. Um, th- remember that like hike marathon thing we were supposed to do last year and then it got rained out? Yeah. Um, I am doing it. It's a 10K, which I had to really figure out the math, which means. Wait, what is the math? Six miles? 6.4. I think, guys, don't come at me if I did the math wrong. I just thought Celsius was a weight. So, like, calm down. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, Celsius is a drink. And (laughs) you can right now tap the link and get. Oh, my gosh. I already got corrected. Our producer just said it's not 6.4. It's 6.2. Oh, my God. What's another couple Celsius or ounces or whatever? Or whatever. Or (laughs) mileage or kilometers. I don't know. But either way, it's 6.2, but it's all uphill. So I was really. It's all uphill. Yes. It's like. So essentially what it does is it. It comes in and like goes through your immune system so that hopefully your body will regenerate like new cells yeah, because this area is so large and 
I'm so glad I'm talking about this today because I'm not emotional about it today. I've been like so many highs and lows about mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. Um, but they wanted to do a that one of the options was like a full skin graft. But I mean, this area is so big. I mean, look how that would be a ginormous skin graft. Like yeah, Heather area. Heather Dubrow actually asked me. She's like, "Has Teddy consider?" Because she's always asking me how you're doing. And oh, I said, nice. yeah, she always is. And um, she says, has she ever considered a skin graft? And then you posted like a couple of days later, a skin graft versus the the cream that you're putting on there. So the, is the cream like a chemo cream? I mean, people, when you look it up online, it, it, there's that code name. I'm just always scared. Because I they, they want me to do that on my um, chest and arms. Yeah, I think it's similar to that. I mean, I've been calling it immunotherapy cream because I'm like so scared to ever say the wrong thing. Right. But essentially what it's supposed to do is it's supposed to be blistering my back. Oh, that's and, nice. You know, yeah. But it has that part hasn't started. The only part that's hit me so far is the headaches. So finally last night, like I had such a bad headache. I was oh, like, no. I and I'm not like a migraines type person. Like I get I a am. headache and I'll take a couple Advil. Yeah, I'm a migraine girl. I mean, it was to the point I couldn't watch TV. I couldn't look at my phone. Like you, I woke up to like a hundred text messages on our group chat because yeah, I, I wondered, couldn't. You, you were never so silent in your whole life. <laughs> I know it's because I was ill. Um, but I, like Edwin came in, I had ice packs on my face. I was like, "Don't talk to me, please." Cook, put Cruz to bed. But either way, um, then I texted my doctor this morning and I just said, "Hey." I'm having these really bad headaches, but there's no blistering on my back and I'm a week in. And he was like, okay, let's increase your dose a little oh. bit of the cream. Well, and you then- should probably try to get some, I think it's called Amtrax. They were giving it to me in the hospital because I had such severe headaches with that tube down my throat. I don't know why it gave me headaches, oh. but I was, uh, they were giving that to me in my IV and it helped a lot. Yeah. Well, he's like, hopefully you'll be blistering by next week. And then, of course, Edwin, like in the way that he always does, he's just an eloquent way. He goes, oh, great. That means you'll be fully blistered for the Melanoma Research Foundation. Yes. <laughs> event and can you please wear a strapless dress? Um, Actually, you are. It, I think I am. Well, so- I think you should. I think that you're you're going there to as somebody that's, you know, gone through multiple surgeries with melanoma that you should you should display your scars proudly. Well, let, it's let also gets know. really hot. Like, you know, those fancy dresses are like if they have sequins or any of that, it just freaking rubs on yeah. that area. I'm like, no, thanks. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Mini Driver. And this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. It's time to hear her side of the story. Joe and Serena sit down for an intimate conversation with Maria Georges 
on Bachelor Happy Hour. I have to ask, I heard a rumor that you were dating at one point one of Drake's best friends. Oh, Lord, have mercy on me. Listen to Bachelor Happy Hour on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Bachelor Happy Hour. Listen now everywhere you listen to podcasts and don't miss part two Monday night. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Can we, can we talk a little bit about BravoCon and what that looks like? So we're definitely going to have a, a place there, right? To, to oh, interview. yeah. So we last year I was in the actual um, red Building. carpet area. Yeah. Do, Which... Interviewing everybody. Mm-hmm. But in a shocking turn of events, some other housewives didn't necessarily love that. So yeah. now... We have an amazing partnership and we are going to be in a suite at BravoCon. Um, Which, you know what? Honestly, like so many people were coming to our room last we year. Had, we had more people come into our room than can probably. Well, I don't know. You were at the podcast table, but it, it's just so much easier. In fact, we did a podcast with um, Lisa. Everyone and their mother wanted to come on into our room and do the podcast. And so like, we were just like, so I I think it's going to be fun. Um, We have a couple of big events that we're doing and yeah, I mean, I've just wrapped my head around uh, BravoCon because so much has gone on in the past, whatever, six, (laughs) the last year really. And um, I feel like it's like vacation mode for me now that I'm not so insanely busy. And Um, so now I'm thinking like, oh shit, I got to figure out outfits. That's always the big big deal like and my I am jam packed all three days yeah all three days um I know so last last week on the podcast we talked about the Trace Amigas tour um I had a conversation with Vicky and Shannon and the agent and the whole show has been redone not the entire show but a lot of the show has been redone um and so you're doing it I am doing it I said that I would do it I had said to both of them and even the agent, you know, there's part of me that feels like it's maybe just too soon. Um, I'm not saying that life doesn't go on after you make a mistake, but I just felt like it was a little bit too too soon. So with 500 tickets sold, um, cannot postpone it. So we are actually doing two shows in Arizona at in Phoenix, the same place. We're going to list the second. The first one sold out. So we're going to, I believe the first one sold out, but we're adding a second day. So that is happening, and um, I'm sure people will have a lot to say about it on social media. <laughs> I'm sure they will. Listen, but- I'm I, I I'm happy that you're supporting your friend. I just, as your friend, I'm also so scared for you. I hate this. It's even hard for me. Like one of the questions yeah. on Instagram right now is, how's Tamara dealing with some of the negative, uh, 
press post reunion. And, 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 you know, like my response is like, whatever. She knows that she crushed it. And yeah, Listen, there's always going to be negative shit. If, there's but- always going to be negative shit. Um, if I highly recommend you guys go listen to Carlos King's podcast about me and him calling me the force multiplier that every show has one every show like Kyle's the one in Beverly Hills Giselle's the one in Potomac you have to have a girl that is pushing storyline bringing things up because a lot of people are so so worried about their image and not wanting to push the envelope and not wanting to get the hate and you know what I'm all in I'm all in and if it's something that has been presented to me during filming I'm gonna talk about it you know you got you guys complain that you know, the season was so boring without me, so boring. It was unwatchable. It was ready to be canceled. And now that I'm on and I'm, you know, doing my thing, they're like, oh, my God, get rid of her. But then we have the best ratings ever right now. I know. but And this brings me to something that we will continue talking about once we get into New York. But something that really bothered me when I was watching New York this, you know, whatever, last night or whatever night it was, uh, two nights ago, was how much we are seeing that those women are hiding about their life. Oh, nobody like I'm not interested in watching a show, seeing like a small little portion of your life. Like if you signed up for this, if you are here to show I'm sorry, you bring in a new boyfriend, you start dating a new woman, you start whatever. I know. Well, Jenna, Jenna and Uba both um, do not want to talk about their relationships. And I think we have that down in our, our rundown about Uba getting upset when somebody mentions she has a boyfriend in Connecticut. Who cares? What is well, the big deal? I this is the part. I mean, we'll get into it. But I would have been upset if I were Uba if I told somebody in confidence, one person in confidence, and they told everybody else behind my back. Yeah, but I she wouldn't was, have liked She that. wasn't mad at Sai. I know she, that was the weird. That's part. the weird part. It's like, what are you truly mad at? Like, just I would have just said, like, hey guys, like, okay, enough is enough. I ha- yes, yeah. I have a boyfriend. I'm dating somebody. Whatever. Who cares though? And like, nobody knows who it is. Do you think I'm going to go through the phone book, the yellow pages, and trying to find Uba's boyfriend in Connecticut? But I, I'm here to do people. I don't think <laughs> yellow. I think it's the white pages when it's people. And oh, that's right. Yellow, yellow pages a is a business. Oh, thank you. I remember it all. It's all coming back to me. <laughs> I'm going to get my Thomas guide out and just go over to Connecticut and knock on doors. <laughs> Jesus. I I do wonder how we got around with those Thomas guys, like flipping through pages, trying to find places. I was just Um, having this conversation the other day with my real estate friend. Back in the day, there was no GPS. We had to. We had to figure it out. Yeah, we had to look at the map. We could remember things then. Anyways, we'll get. uh, Oh, my gosh. People don't even know what that is, that it's on our chat right now. uh, What's the yellow pages? What's the Uh, white pages? What is is 411? What's 411? Was that the time? They better know what star 60 is it star 67 star 60, star when's it you want to block a call 69 star 69. 69 yeah okay well we'll get more into the New York stuff but I think the point is like you you come on these shows and, and I have news for Uba if you're not going to share more for next season and you t- say that now you've already you know uh, my assumption is that there's going to be a blowout at the reunion on this after i saw her on watch what happens live and we're going to find out who the boyfriend is and we're going to go from there and we're all going to live happily ever after but, but you know what i don't give a shit who the boyfriend is because we're not seeing him on tv so why are we talking about him i'm so sick of talking about thing or them talking about stuff that's just not being shown and all well, across the board of all franchises i agree um okay so this housewife headline, I will take alone because it involves the real housewives of Orange County. 
Oh, boy. Uh, this is from TV Deets, so a very reputable source. Um, everyone is going to be invited back for season 18. Host Brett Staffen said on the Friday, October 13 episode of the TV Deets podcast. Producers and the network were really happy with the fan engagement this year, and all the ladies stepped up to the plate to deliver. He continued, now I'm told that with Shannon Bedore's DUI arrest, producers want to follow the aftermath of that and how that has impacted the group. I'm also told that Jennifer Pedranti is expected to return and Taylor Armstrong will be back as well. I'm hearing that is most likely she will keep her friend of Housewives World. Also said Vicki Gunvalson, who appeared on season 17 as a guest, is also expected to return in some capacity. In that same moment, I then saw something post on Instagram where Vicky says, and allegedly Vicky says something along the lines as, I am complete house, like I, I'm going to be a housewife or nothing. Yeah. Yeah. She did say that. I was going to add that. I didn't know if you saw that, but she did, I think, an article with Us Weekly. Um, and she said, I will not go back unless it's full time, which I feel is a little ballsy to put out there. Like, you I know, think it's a little ballsy to put out there when the last season you ran away and said you don't want to be involved in drama. Well, that's not going to help her. I, that, I, I mean, granted, you threw a little bit at Jen, but who who hadn't at that point? Right. Like, exactly. You, that was like a freaking. I mean, there was so much to throw. Like, come on. Like, but also, what, it, it, it's like a, a target you, with weights on it just laying there. Like, I that, mean, exactly. I mean. In what housewife world, if if you were on Beverly Hills still and you were sent your friend, best friend, and Kyle was sent a dick pic of one of the cast members' boyfriend, would you talk about it? Yes. Yes. Yes, I would. Um, like, it's so but, ridiculous. I mean, I, you know, I hope I hope the best. And by the way, guys that are hating, you're welcome. Yeah. You're welcome. What do you say? Made the show very you're welcome. interesting. Uh, the next housewife headline is, oh my God, the real housewives of New York city season 14 reunion trailer is here. The reunion is recreated set of Casa Cipriani. Cipriani. Is that a restaurant there? Is that what it is? Casa Cipriani. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. First Uh, of all, um, when is the reunion? Is it next week? It's gotta be because yeah, it's next week. Um, part one of the reunion, it airs October oh, 22nd. We see Uba accuse Jenna of being inauthentic. Jessel takes the woman to task for speculating about her marriage. And Aaron and Cy get to the root of their ongoing feuds. The second part of the reunion airs on October 29th. And we'll get even more emotional as tensions escalate. Cy talks about her relationship with her mom, as well as Bryn, who expresses her fears about motherhood and breaks down when sharing more about her early childhood. As Aaron and Cy try to find closure with Jessel, Uba sets the record straight about the reason she was so upset with Aaron and Anguilla. Can we talk about Cy for a moment? Sure. So Cy is somebody that's getting a lot of hate on social media right now. Mm -hmm. I personally don't understand it. It's the same people that complain that the shows aren't exciting enough. And then when somebody speaks out and is, you know, activated and vocal, all of a sudden they need to be fired. Like it's just... These people out there that super, super fans, it's like, what, what are you doing? What are you thinking? I think Cy is an amazing housewife. I do. No, I, what would have made her an amazing housewife is if she would have told Bryn on camera. Which part? About Uba. But she told her off camera. 
Yeah, that but, is that. I'm sorry, that bugs me. But to weren't, me, they, that weren't is, they just after filming? They were out drinking, and it came out. Is that how it happened? She was film. She filmed the scene with Aaron where she kind of told Aaron a little bit. Then they, Bren came and met up with them while they were not filming. Yeah. And then Cy fully told. Here's the thing. Yeah, but I don't blame her. How many times? I can't tell you how many times that the three of us housewives have been out filming and then filming stops and then we go on and we continue to drink. Then all of a sudden we start talking about things that we probably shouldn't be talking about without the cameras there. And then somebody brings it up. They also said, listen, right, but if we it's are somebody not that you, talking about this. Here's the thing. I'm fine with that. I am fine with spilling the beans. But if you tell somebody like she did. Don't worry. Your secret is safe with me. 100%. I am not saying a word. I'm going to be silent about it. I am not talking about it. Yep. To okay. me, then I'm like, you, if well, you're going to say that. Okay. So she repeated what she heard. She repeated what she was it, told by, by what, her friend. Wait, are you talking about Bren or Sai at this point? Sai. Sai is who I have the okay. issue with. Not okay, Bren. Sai. Bren's doing whatever. I, Sai's messy. Sai is messy. That's what makes her a good housewife. She does. She's not afraid to speak up. She's not afraid to make herself look bad. She's not afraid to do all the things for the show. I mean, do I think she does too much? No, I don't. I think she does just the amount of messy. We see the just amount of what we need to see is her home life. Um, she's cute. She's spunky. She's funny. I like her. I like her. I, I mean, don't know I what, think if I we think didn't she... have her, what would we have this season? Nothing. We'd have Jenna who doesn't want to be on the show. We'd yeah. have Uba who's not showing her life. And so guys, stop bitching about the people that are doing the most on these shows. Do you yeah, want to I mean, watch people folding laundry? Me. There's things about Sai that bug me, but it mean, doesn't mean I want her fired. It yeah. means I'm going to talk about it, but thank God, because if it wasn't for her, what are we talking about? We wouldn't talk about anything. Nothing. Um, well, Je Jessel's been kind of a little bit of a breakout star recently. Um, hold on. I thought that Rolling Stones cover, and this isn't any like shade or anything. I thought it was like a fake thing. Is I she really on the cover of Rolling Stone? I don't know if she's on the cover. I know that she did like a big spread for them. I mean, that's huge. That's big. That's big. Um, another thing, her complaining about people speculating about her marriage. That's what we do on the show. If I said to you, me and Eddie haven't had sex for a year and a half. Who, uh, my cast, would not speculate about the demise of my marriage? Yeah. It's just. I know. <sighs> I, I don't. None of that bothers me. Um, I did think when she's talking, you know, she's talking about in the Rolling Stone article, all stuff we kind of already heard where in the first episode, she's branded her husband cheap for not wanting two-year-old twins to go to a $60,000 a year preschool. She's been a topic of conversation. Uh, she has been forced to clarify that she didn't simply move to New York City for the show after fan investigating. I mean, all this stuff we heard about on the when she was on the pod. She told all of us this on the pod. Yeah. I think you either... My so what thing, is what is her deal with living in Texas? And then when the show started, she moved to New York. Is there any truth she to it? claims that it was actually LA, Texas, then LA, something like that, and that they were already living in New York. Hmm. Okay. But also, I do would imagine casting wasn't a super fast process. No, I think it went on for a long time. Um, one time, um, so who knows? I we'll get know. we'll get more into New York as we continue. What on, I but... don't care about anymore is Kim Zolciak and Croy. I, I just don't. They're selling their Georgia mansion listed for sale for $6 million um, due to their nasty divorce. Their home just hit the market for $6 million. 
It's got seven bedrooms, 11 bathrooms, and a beautiful pool in the backyard. They bought it back in 2012 for $880,000. i am sure it's it's mortgaged to the hills. <laughs> and the, do you it, think they've been adding a lot of upgrades to it? Uh, no. Um, but $6 million, I don't know if that's quite what the market is. I heard somewhere that it was on the market for a lot cheaper before. So I don't... I think six million is a little steep for Georgia, right? I mean, it's only is uh, what well, they're every trying house their, is only worth what people are going to pay for. Right. It. I mean, they're trying their hardest to sell it, but the home was scheduled to go into foreclosure next month. So Kim, Kim and Croy are getting ahead of the auction, attempting to sell it themselves. Um, um, well, not that this matters because I guess this is a different show, but I thought it was the show that Kim Zolciak was on. But I heard House of Villains is so good. Um, well, you know, I did to watch it. I want to watch that. Johnny Bananas was on Traders with me. Loved him. He's great. I, I, he's so much fun. He's such a character and I'm dying to see the show. I heard um, it's good. The next headline I'm deceased because when you guys sent it on the group chat, I actually truly believed that Noella was engaged to Kyle from Summer House. Oh my gosh. Now this is a guy that she has like, been dating off and on. And um, he, he's actually a really nice guy from what I've heard. I have some friends that are friends with him. Really, really nice guy. So well, congratulations to Noella. He's very successful. He's he's He started one of the biggest clothing brands and I can't remember what it was. It was something well, like missed it was something like affliction or something like that back in the oh, day. Oh yeah, like yeah. one of those things. Well, it's a yeah. missed opportunity because if she was engaged to Kyle the way that I thought she was, he creates a lot of drama. She'd right be right back on a show somewhere. But well, I would I would love to see her on the show. Um, but why did I think that? Did somebody put a meme and call him Kyle from Summer House, or did I just maybe take it's a the quick it's probably the photo. mullet, the mullet and the the bleach um, blonde hair, the bleach blonde hair and the Angie uh, sunglasses he's wearing. <laughs> um. Okay. Well, congratulations to her. Congratulations, uh, our, Noella. Our um, last headline is Watch What Happens Live with Jenna Lyons. So do you think she's a one and done? I think that she's going to exit herself. I don't think that they're going to tell her goodbye, but I think that, you know, she didn't give a lot. She wasn't interested in giving a lot. She doesn't even want to talk about her relationships. Um, and that's a problem. Like if she's that private, I think that she's successful. She's well known. Does she really need the show? Well, I think also when she said, oh, they just gave me such a hard time about the flying coach thing. I was thinking they didn't really. No, they, they really didn't. Kind of, they kind of beat around the bush compared to like, I feel like I've seen them go. I mean, they've gone after Aaron five million times harder than they've gone after. I don't Jenna. think they've ever gone after Jenna that hard. I really don't. But she did give a little props to Orange County because so, uh, somebody said you were the first to wear jeans to reunion. And she said, actually, no, on the first season reunion of Real Housewives of Orange County, they wore jeans and sky shirts. Does she understand that was 18 years ago? Like her of all people, she's in fashion. But um, yeah, um, I mean, I well would then, love to wear I would love to wear sweats the reunion. I'd like, love to wear this Equinox 91 sweatshirt that I've had for one jillion years that I stole I from my have, friend Latal. I have uh, my Amazon tracksuit on right now i look like i'm going to the olympics 
You know what? Maybe you could. What what sport are you going to do? Um, shit talking? Geez, shit talking. If, if that shit talking was a sport, I'd probably win. You would. Um, she of- also says, but this is where it made me think she, uh, she dodges the questions about if she's engaged, but then, um, they said, what is your thorn of the season? And she says the whole show. Well, then that's not good. That makes me believe that she's not coming back. Okay. So let's take a little break and we'll come back and we will talk about real housewives of New York. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega-hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. It's time to hear her side of the story. Joe and Serena sit down for an intimate conversation with Maria Georges on Bachelor Happy Hour. I have to ask, I heard a rumor that you were dating at one point one of Drake's best friends. Oh, Lord, have mercy on me. Listen to Bachelor Happy Hour on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Bachelor Happy Hour. Listen now everywhere you listen to podcasts and don't miss part two Monday night. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So it starts off with a gripping portion of Aaron and Uba meet up and ride bumper cars. Okay, first of all, I've never seen those bumper cars. Bumper cars on. It actually seems somewhat dangerous that you could bump your car into where other people are ice skating. Yeah, I but I've never seen that. Like I've been to New York so many times and that's I'm assuming that's right there in Rockefeller Center. Never seen the bumper cars. Um. Very cool. They talk about Pavit saying she lets me do what I want about Jessel. Aaron says that was an opportunity for him to say something ni- nice about his wife. Uba thinks that was the most loving thing they could say. And then Uba tells Aaron that she did not like that David kept asking her why she isn't married. Uba says that at some point she will be ready to tell everyone about her boyfriend. But right now, the only person who knows is Sai. Um, do you agree with Uba that a man asking you why you're not married yet is offensive? No. 
So I, I, I mean, I dep- it depends on what his tone was, but I mean, it could be like, why are you not married? Like you're hot. I don't, I can't. Wh- how was his tone? I think that was on, was it on the episode? Did yeah. I, it was yeah, like, was you're such a catch. I mean, here's the thing. Is it a kind of an outdated question to ask a woman? Yes. Um, do I think that she was really offended? No, because in the episode you see when he like comes up and apologizes, she whispers something in his ear. Yeah. And I think she's telling him like, oh my gosh, it's not a big deal. Like I, and my, cause he, then he was like, oh, love you too. Like something like that happened. Right. So I think she was just looking for shit to talk. And was that Sai, was that Sai's husband that said it? Yes. Um, Um, I was just blown away that Uba actually got a new confessional look in the season finale. (laughs) But also, and what a great one it was too. I mean, it was a good one, but I was thinking, did Aaron bump her head too many times on the bumper cars? Because that's actually not even really what Pavit said. Oh, really? Yeah, he didn't say, she lets me do what I want. She said, I mean, he said, you know, she, it was something more along the lines of like, she lets me be who I am. Like, it wasn't like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't like, oh, I get to do whatever the hell I want. But I mean, let's face it. He doesn't do his wife any favor or himself any favors when he talks about his wife. Like he doesn't do himself any favors when he talks about anyone. He called Cy bipolar, then retracted and then called her a bitch. Yeah. I mean, I don't uh, like when men use the word bitch about a woman. I don't like when men go after women like that. Like it's it's just such a little bitch move. We hate when people use bitch, you bitch. You little bitch move. Um, well, Jessa, Jessel tells Uba and Jenna that Aaron and Sai are trying to poke holes in her marriage and they've gone too far. Uba asks if she will speak to Aaron and Sai at Bren's birthday. Jessel says if she does address it, it will be short and sweet. At this point, if you were Jessel, how would you even approach Aaron and Sai? I'd make the most of it. It's a season finale. Let's get in there and just tear it up. But I t- here's the problem. I, I feel like Jessel talks a big game when she's talking to Pavit or the other women, like what she's going to do. But she doesn't really do much. And then she comes in and she doesn't. I think the problem is she doesn't make good points. Like for someone who's been taking notes all damn season. She's taking notes. Is it, what are the notes for? So she remembers at the reunion. Yeah, I, I do that. Well, I no, do that they, after each filming. I will, if it's a group filming, I'll put just notes because I forget things. And then, of course, when you next time you meet, you have to talk about things. Well, so I get it. But she's taken those notes on camera. Then you should come in and have what you want to say, like at least like, I mean, even not on television. If I'm in an argument with someone, I'm going to have some generalized points I'm going to make. Make. She yeah, comes absolutely. in and then it's just the same, like up in arms, like. You know, and then trying to act too cool when clearly you do care what these women think. Yeah, we want to hear your points, Jessel. We want to hear it, Jessel. Um, Did you also notice that once again, they're showing Bren doing a random activity by herself? Uh, You know what? Bren can do no wrong in my eyes. She's just the cute. There's so many aspects about her that I just love. She's cute. She's She's funny. She's quirky. She can get away with hanging out with the boys, the husbands, and being like, I just want to hang out with you. Like, I'm so sweet and cute. I don't know. I just find her so intriguing. But so far, we're smart. We're chess, tarot card reading, uh, wreath making, books. um, She loves books. She's at the bookstore. English literature. Like, what doesn't this woman do? And I didn't realize until today she's tall. 
Oh, I thought she seemed, she always seems like the same height as Uba to me. She seems really tall. Yeah. I'm like, oh, she was standing next to, I think, Cy. And I'm like, whoa, whoa. she's a tall um, girl. I, I know. I agree. Um, then Aaron and Cy go shopping for a costume. The fact that Cy thought Aaron was going to be frightened walking into the costume store at the guy going, ooh. I know. Aaron's like, oh, oh. That's really that, scary. Like Sai had her phone. Like she was like ready for it to be an instant moment. She's like, yes, yes. I'm going to put this on social media. And Aaron's like, yeah, I've been here a thousand times. Aaron put it on social media then go. Than me. Tap here for the link to buy this scary guy. <laughs> um, well, Aaron tells Sai that she's this, that she is surprised and disgusted to learn that Jessel called her a pet parent. Would that be surprised and um disgusted would you be surprised and disgusted if i called you a pet parrot no actually like what i repeat things and yeah, so i, do I don't know i mean like so yeah. who doesn't who doesn't that's the nature of the show um then aaron also tells Sai that uba is upset that david kept asking her why she's single says that david was saying it in a comp uh, Sai says that david was saying it in a complimentary way uba's the full package Sai says uba is happy because she's dating someone um at this point, this is where I I think what's getting lost in translation because of the on-camera, off-camera stuff. Sai says that Uba is happy because she is dating someone. Aaron is shocked and asks who it is. Sai says this is Uba's personal business and she shouldn't have said anything. Aaron is bothered that Uba told Sai before her. This is where I wonder. Okay, so granted, yes, Uba did tell Sai on camera. So it's already been out there in some capacity. However, Sai responds, she won't tell anyone. I think the issue is, and I think that Sai is very smart and realizes this, of course, Aaron is going to be offended that Uba hasn't told, told her because yeah, they were, I'm sorry, if they're better friends. I were, if we were filming something together right. and all of a sudden, Heather Dubrow came and told you something about me and I didn't that I you. told her in confidence and I hadn't told you, would you not be like, that's a little weird. Yeah, that's weird. That's weird. I, I would question that for sure. But that, that side moving storyline line along, you know, that's why it's like people leave her alone. Do you want to watch a boring show? No, but I think you can also still talk about it. You can also yeah, figure, for sure. I, I, I wish at this point, Sai maybe would have been like, Uba, I can't keep this like before Brent's. I can't keep the secret. I let it go. Blah, blah, blah. They could have their own issue. Then Brent could have come up. It could have been a another thing. Like there was a way to handle it. But instead of side twice saying, oops, it slipped out. It didn't slip out twice. It could slip yeah, it, out it, it, once. It slipped out once. The other one was kind of forced. Yeah. Like, yeah. come on. But I'm glad she did. Um, I would have to say that this uh, season finale did not to me feel like a season finale when I played the first 20 minutes I'm like you know because I knew that I had missed a couple in Scotland and I'm like is this like this this can't be the season finale it just seemed like a regular episode and then oops we have a little party at the end well the end is when it started to feel like the season finale like yeah, I got the excited very for end. the reunion but why do you think Cy actually told Aaron about Uba? like do you think if we're going deep into Cy's psyche Hmm. Do you think she's a little vindictive or you think she didn't like that Uba was coming for her husband and I that's think, why she revealed I it? I think Sai has a little, she can be vindictive. I think that she is a smart ass. She goes for the joke. She's, you know, she, she's doing all the things that she can do on the show. 
And like I said, I appreciate that. I think she knew exactly what she was doing and I don't hate her for it. Well, if you're on a reality show, you're, you know, you can't be like Jenna and you can't be like, um, like, um, Uba Uba and just be like, you know, I'm not going to talk about my relationships. Right. But like we have, I do find it curious that she said this right after Aaron opened up about Uba being upset at Sai's husband. Yeah. But I, that's why I feel like it was a little, you look, I, I want to see the relationship. I want to be able to normalize this. I want to be able to have discussions about it. Um, so I, I want to know these things. I want to see them. And like I said, we, we want to normalize this, but protecting it and not showing it. It's like, okay. Well, I you're- think, I think that is what we've always said. If you come into this show and you already have a certain amount of influence and money, you are able to only show percentage of your life. And Jen Alliance has made that stance. Like she said, she's not coming to BravoCon. She said the entire season was her thorn. And then when Andy even asked about the giant diamond ring on her finger, she gave no information. Then she needs to go. I mean, I hate to say that about anybody. I, I like her as a person, but you sometimes reality TV is not for everybody. And just because maybe you're not good reality TV doesn't make you a bad person. It actually probably makes you very normal. I actually and maybe think a little she bit is good reality TV and moments like there are parts where I really love watching her. I'm intrigued. I just want more. Well, if she's not willing to give more, should she stay on the show? No, well, I think what will happen is the other women will start to resent her and then they'll stop doing their jobs because well, I hope like, not. why do we have to if this one doesn't? What do you think is going to happen to the Real Housewives of New York next season? Do you have any predictions on what you think and it's going to go on casting? Do you think that um, they're possibly going to bring back an original? I hope they do not bring an. I do not think it makes sense to have the original with this cast. I don't I hope- either. I don't either. I don't think there's in any world that any of these OGs from New York would fit in with this group at all. But I did see on uh, social media that the legacy is uh, coming out. It is coming out, but I also saw that uh, some of the girls from New York were hanging out with some of the OGs. Oh from yeah, New I saw Luann. Yeah, Luann and Dorinda. So it'd be interesting to see how how that that. I went mean, down. I think there are two separate shows readily available that I would be interested in watching. But do I think we should try to morph the two casts together? No. no. Well, I'm weird. hoping that Ultimate Girls Trip goes well, and that that this can be a reoccurring every season. You yeah. know, the the cast of Ultimate Girls Trip. Yeah, I agree too. And yeah. then after Bren tells Pavit that she didn't like when he called Sai bipolar, Pavit says he didn't mean it like that. Sai says it is very offensive because her mother was bipolar. Bren says that after Pavit took it back, he called Sai a f- bitch. That's that's not okay. I'm sorry. I that, mean, that is I just not okay. I. I feel like the issue, which also makes him good television, but Pavit like really doesn't think through anything he says. I don't think Jessel was lying about the date when it comes to Pavit going to Vietnam. Yeah, I think she that. was just saying it's coming up, blah, 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 like all of this. And I'm really kind of sick of hearing about it. But Pavit calling another woman a effing B. Yeah, I don't I don't like that at all. I do not like think that that's just shows character. Any guy that's getting on social media or going on the show and calling women bipolar and a bitch. And it's just, it's just, it's just a little bitch move, a little bitch move. 
I did appreciate that it's Bryn's birthday. And she's like, listen, guys, we're here to work. I'm going to I'm going to bring out my spoon and a ladle. (laughs) And let's get this finale done, bitches. Yeah, let's go. I want to celebrate my birthday. I want the music pumping. She's like, we came here to work. We did not come here to celebrate me, clearly, because I only only invited the cast and a couple of other people. (laughs) (laughs) I think Bryn did a great job stirring up this episode. She was being messy, just the amount of right of messy. And then when everybody's like, I'm leaving, she's like, oh, okay. Like not even I also I love that after she like you know has the whole set that's all air grievances and everyone's fighting and she's throwing everybody under the bus and then she's fighting with Sai saying you told me on camera I love that they broke the fourth wall I know good job Bravo good job um but I you told me on camera no it wasn't yes it was it wasn't on camera but I still can't wrap my head around why Uba's not upset at Sai, but she's upset at Bryn. I don't, I don't, that I, I don't understand. I want to know why she's upset because somebody said she's dating somebody. Who cares? I know this makes us want to go to all other kind of rumors, like like Googling married men in Connecticut. Like that's the problem. It makes it seem like there's something wrong. Oh, do you think there's something? No, wrong? I don't. I don't think there's anything wrong, but making it such a big deal. It's not like she said his name or showed or, a picture. Yeah, showed a picture or anything like that. Like, I, I just, I don't get it. What faint, like super famous guys live in Connecticut? Oh my gosh. Michael Bolton lives in Connecticut. And 50 Cent. 50 Cent lives in Connecticut. Hmm. Let me call. Let me call them and see what's going Hold on. Hold on. Let me get... Hi, Mr. Bolton. It's, yeah. Um, Are you dating Teddy Uba? Aroyave. Yeah, Teddy. Yeah, Teddy Joe Mellencamp. John Mellencamp's daughter, as Tamara likes to say. Yeah, yeah. I was, oh, yeah. I use was that. Just, use that. I was just curious. Um, do you watch The Real Housewives of New York? Do you still have long hair? And do you date someone named Uba? Oh, Justin Timberlake also has a home in Connecticut. Okay, Justin Timberlake's married. Scandal scandal oh look at us starting rumors right now <laughs> right now okay uba if you're not going to tell us the twats are going to figure it out so far we've narrowed down uba's boyfriends from connecticut to michael, michael bolton, bolton and who was the other 50 cents, cent and justin, and justin timberlake. timberlake well i think that we should do a podcast from connecticut and we're going to figure it out we're going to get our at one of these gentlemen's homes i yes. wonder who we have an end with <laughs> okay um Anyway, then we continue on. Aaron dressed up as a pet parrot. Jenna thinks it's hilarious move. I didn't think it was that funny. I didn't really care. Did you uh, think yeah. it was hilarious? No, but nothing really was going on. I mean, thank God for um, Bren. She she tried to get things going. Um, I mean, cute. You dress up like a parrot. But yeah, what, rah, rah, rah. what about how Uba's on the phone and Bren yells, Hey, Uba! I heard you got a man in Connecticut. <laughs> I like just timing. love her. I love her. Like just her voice. I love everything about her. I mean, it was supposed to know. be confidential. But then Uba. why did Uba go? Where's Connecticut? That like Uba, you know, you already said you drive there. Um, but don't you think the fact that they're fighting over this, they're just grasping for straws. Like really, you're fighting over a man that lives in Connecticut that Uba's dating. Well, Semantic Psy is trying everything she can to push the fault on Bren. 
Yeah, but don't you think Bren is? Do you think Bren is in the wrong here completely? I mean, it's fair no, game. No, I think Sire's in the wrong. Yeah, why be on a reality show if you're not if you're gonna hide your life and not show your real? Well, reality? first Uba's in the wrong. First Uba, you signed up to do the show. You're gonna start dating somebody new. Put him on the show or don't be on the show. That's the way I feel about it. Or at least talk about him. Give us give him some context. Um, but just b- playing coy, you're messing with you know mess yeah. then sigh i i just the last person i would blame is brent agree like, thank god for brent thank god um thank god. i well, do think it'll be a good reunion but can ladies, we please read good. their call can we read out their final uh yeah what are, what are they called so they're eulogies <laughs> i don't know what they're called <laughs> they're eulogies, eulogies. Uba says the only man she wants investing in her life is Mr. CT. He recently crossed state line to meet the other ladies. Oh my gosh. Oh, it really could be Michael Bolton. Sai still has her mom's ashes in the closet, but plans to bury them on the grounds of her new summer home in upstate New York. She's excited to host the girls for the weekend. Everyone's invited except Bren. Oh, come on. Please. Stop. Jessalyn Pavic compromised on the $35,000 school, but baby number three is still in negotiation. But also, I want to know, is this $35,000 a child, a child? Or in total? So it's I'm still up to 60. over 60000 <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Um, Aaron left up and coming Tribeca to move closer to her kid's school. She's busy planning her next big party to celebrate the launch of her new Mezcal line. Okay, is Mascal is that tequila? Tequila. I think everybody has a damn tequila line at this point. Well, Marisol has one, but I don't know if it's Mascal. But she did it with Pitbull. Like that's a big flex. That's a big flex. Like I, <laughs> Marisol, I want some of your tequila. I want to try it. Jenna has a new venture, a romantic one, and this time she's not keeping it a secret. They vacationed in Europe and definitely did not fly coach. What did we? Are we able to flash that picture of them? I mean, we see we've seen a picture of the girlfriend, the girl. Well, we don't know if it's a girlfriend or a fiance. Oh, that's right. Because there is a ring, but we're not talking about it. Yeah. So we're not talking about it. I don't care. But then Bren had a even Bren's final eulogy or whatever we're calling it. (laughs) It's just it cracked me up. Bren had a hot girl summer to prepare for a very cold fall. She's freezing her eggs in Switzerland to store her eggs where the rich store their money. Like, you know, clearly Bren actually wrote hers. Okay. First of all, why would you freeze your eggs in Switzerland? What's the benefit of that? I don't think she's actually freezing her eggs in Switzerland. It's oh, a it's joke. A joke. Okay. Oh my God. I didn't, I didn't know. Well, I don't, I, people do weird things. The fan thoughts are all pretty much the same. Bren showed herself to be Real Housewives of New York's bone collector. I actually think being a bone collector is a good job. Yeah, shut up. Like, seriously, like, let her be. Uba shouldn't be allowed to hide her personal life. We agree. And size entered her villain era. Oh, please. Villain, well, sh- villain, Dylan. Shut up, people. If you want to have good TV, you need to have somebody moving stories. Stop calling them villains. From but I don't mind the word. I, I would prefer villain over mean girls. I don't like that. She's one. not even being mean. She's, She's just... doing her job. These, ugh, yeah, these super the problem, fans yeah, are too much. We just much. need a little bit more on her, and then we'll be able to kind of go from there. Um, all right, let's take a quick little break, and we will come back to talk about all things Salt Lake City. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver. 
and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. It's time to hear her side of the story. Joe and Serena sit down for an intimate conversation with Maria Georges on Bachelor Happy Hour. I have to ask, I heard a rumor that you were dating at one point one of Drake's best friends. Oh, Lord, have mercy on me. Listen to Bachelor Happy Hour on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Bachelor Happy Hour. Listen now everywhere you listen to podcasts and don't miss part two Monday night. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We are back to talk about the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. You, I may sound muffled to you, but it's because I'm wearing a pair of Angie's sunglasses that she sent us. Yes, and I'm thinking they might be for sale pretty soon, right? Because everybody I'm feeling, needs a, Everybody, I, I'm having a hard time breathing. I, it's fogging it's up, fogging and I can up. smell my own breath. Uh, <laughs> Angie, I think you need to... I can't even drink Angie, out of a straw. how do you drink when you have your thumb? So let's talk about Angie's sunglasses this season. Okay. Okay. So Eddie was wearing the, they look like goggles, but they're by Oakley. And I looked at him. All I can think about is Angie. Now I'm like, oh, it's ruined it for me. You can't Anyone wear those. that comes in my vision that has a big pair of sunglasses on, I immediately think of Angie. So that means she's doing something there. I mean, they're, they've reached a season high in ratings. Things are going great. Yes. Yes. And that regard between the big sunglasses and getting out, I don't know, a thousand dollars, if not more in ones, Angie's killing it this season. She but is. And when you talk I, about ratings, I, a lot of people go, oh, the ratings are horrible across the board. Well, you guys, they actually release the ratings for Salt Lake City, the, the, um, streaming ratings. They're like at 1.3 and I can't even imagine like their, their ratings on cable TV or whatever they're called. I don't, I don't know how you explain it. I don't know. I the thought it was 1.8, but well, oh, maybe 1.8. Maybe you're right. I mean, the people out there are like, oh, the ratings suck. You're not educated on how they're done anymore. They're different. You don't go out And there neither are we. But here's the thing. If people are being paid and the show's doing well, what do you care about the ratings? I know. I know. So I would say Orange County's um, streaming are probably 3 million. 
Probably around um, three million. I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but I really can't breathe in this thing. Uh, Angie. Okay, Angie. So cheers to you. Thank you so much for this and the shampoo and conditioner. We're cheersing with a sparkling water and a Celsius, but oh god. Woo! How do you how do you fight in these things? Oh god. I mean, granted, I think hers are Gucci and ours are like six dollars from Amazon. I feel like I some when I entered the Big Brother house, they gave me something like this. Yep. Um, because it that doesn't mess COVID. up our eyelashes, but it's Ooh. COVID related, I'm sure. It is. And I honestly I'm lightheaded now because when I got so them in the mail, there was no nothing. Like, I didn't know who they were from. They were in a separate box from the shampoo. I always know Angie sends a shampoo, which I thank you so much because I was just out of the super giant bottle. I know. I appreciate that she also oh, this time pump? sent the, the pump. Oh, I got the Angie, pump last tea, time. So thank got, you so I much. I got the pump last time too, but it didn't uh, work. <laughs> uh, see, I didn't. Well, if I got the pump, I didn't see the pump. So I was having to squeeze it. Into oh, you probably my threw hand. it away. Yeah. Which w sounds about right for me. Okay. The Easter bunny was hilarious. I mean, Angie is the perfect housewife. Beauty, brains, opinionated. Um, she's classy. She's a rich bitch. Um, I thought that the Easter Bunny giving the invitations out was hilarious. When Heather gave... I thought the Easter Bunny looked like he was going to kill them. I know, but I thought it was <laughs> funny. And then when Heather Gay got into her Range Rover and the Easter Bunny's in the back seat, that was amazing like woo. I, I mean it, i mean i loved it the, the producers on salt lake city are working overtime to just change things up just a little bit different with the music and things like this and i'm here for it no i liked it and i also felt like while i was watching it i was like not that this is like a healthy way to think but i kept thinking i think i think angie's the richest on this show by far yeah. Does that matter to you? Who has the most money on the show? No, it doesn't matter to me when it comes to friendship, but it matters to me when I'm watching the aesthetics of a housewife show. Yeah. Like I want to see something, whether it's like, like I enjoyed because I'm such not a good host, like the world's worst host as anybody that's watched any television show that I like my daughter's bowling thing this weekend. Like I had three balloons and then I tried to bring cookies in and they wouldn't let me because you can't bring outside food into the bowling alley. Ugh. So like it's just th that's the way I do things. So I appreciate like her attention to detail, how beautiful her house is, how everything's white. Like I like that. Do I care that she's the richest as a like? No, no, but I do think there needs to be a juxtaposition for sure between um, the housewives. Not this, everybody should be the same. This might be old news, but I just found out yesterday. Want to give like congratulations and props to Gina Kirschenheider, who got the listing for Elizabeth Vargas multi-million dollar house in Palm Desert. So congratulations to Gina. I hope it sells fast. And um, yeah, that's going to be a good commission for her. That that's is a, great. For that her. is amazing. I was like, somebody sent it to me. I'm like, and I instantly wrote, that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, I'm that so must happy have for her. meant that Gina was nice to her and didn't call her a loser like some other people we know. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, that, that, that's like for a new, newly licensed agent, that is, first of all, so nice for Elizabeth to do that. And such great. But also so experience. smart of Elizabeth it's to do smart that. Smart to do. And, and, uh, and so good for Gina like this is like the best thing ever so I'm I'm kill it Gina and then th all the rest will come this next topic 
is a little bit hard for me to talk about because I really cringed watching the entire thing. Whitney and her husband, Justin, go out for their first date night of the year. Whitney says she feels like she is sinking and Justin is not helping. Justin says he does not want to be the one who initiates sex. Whitney says that women need to open up and connect in order to have sex. That I do agree with. Yeah, I, I yeah, don't I do like too. sex if I'm not connecting. However, then Whitney says she's not a good pay, good spacing Justin's wedding ring in the drawer every day. It hurts her. I think if you if you if you're a guy and you start out wearing your wedding ring, you have to it, it carries on. If you never wear your wedding ring the way that Povitz supposedly never worn her his, I wouldn't care. But I think it's if you always wore your wedding ring and then. He, but she started it. She took her wedding ring off first. Um, OK, I agree with the woman needs emotional connection with her partner. Yeah, but after a certain age and being married so long, aren't you able to just do a quickie and bang it out and be like, OK, but OK, talk about wedding rings. I don't know if I told you, but see that no, <gasps> wedding, no wedding ring um, right before I went to Traders. I lost the big diamond out of my wedding ring. No. Was it, it insured? No. So I don't have a wedding ring. I was wearing my grandma's wedding ring uh, for a few days, but it's so tight on me. I'm like, I can't do this. So I have to, I haven't even called my jeweler, jeweler yet. I haven't had time. So I'm trying to get that done before I go to BravoCon. So, you oh know, the rumors, was it the 60, rumors, thousand like Lisa Barlow. I don't even know. I don't even, I don't think so. I don't know, to be honest with you, but I don't know what it's going to cost to replace it. Um, but here's oh the thing. Gosh. I'm not a big diamond girl I'm just not and I'm like I, I don't really care about big giant rocks so I'm like do I get a new ring do I replace the diamond in? I don't know what I'm gonna do yet well keep us keep us posted but yeah back to Whitney and Justin did you think that this scene felt forced it felt a little forced to me um I mean, I think this is a conversation that everybody that's been married more than, you know, five to 10 years, whatever, are having. Like, I, I even touched down on this just a little bit this season. Not, I didn't go as deep, but, you know, I don't know. Are you initiating sex all the time or is it, is it Edwin? Is it, it, is it, is it mutual? It's mutual. I mean, it can be is it, it can be either like we're in the mood or it can be one of us will send another one a text. Yeah, or yeah, it yeah. can be like, what time are you done at the pod? And then I know what that means. Like whatever. It could be anything. But th that part wasn't necessarily what I had like was kind of messing with me. All of the things that were actually said, like if you were just going to read them out, all of them make sense. But the actual conversation felt a little forced is that what you're saying it, just yeah. it didn't feel like an authentic what was said felt like authentic conversations to have but it felt almost like scripted like it was for a storyline yeah and like yeah. he also i mean she tried to deliver but then he really had no response like he was just like yeah. and he has a big personality normally weren't we talking about peas and peeing on the couch and pancakes or something when she's saying she had to cook and he couldn't yeah. even help and then the dog peed on the couch and I, uh, I hate to break it to you and maybe maybe I'm wrong but I'm not sure Edwin would have jumped up to help me in any of those instances either right like, that she's like I mean I just feel so overwhelmed I made breakfast and I had to get snacks and then the dog peed I'm like welcome to Monday yeah yeah <laughs> welcome to the, the next hour of my life <laughs> I agree like um and, and I mean, I think it was a story. I think it was a conversation 
that people have been married for a long time probably have. Um, do I think it's like their wedding, their marriage is falling apart? No, I don't. But I don't know. I, but what I, do I you have like a problem? What she was wanting to say, but didn't actually say. And that's why it didn't feel like in her mind, like he had that year off of work or mm-hmm. however long she's now on a successful television show. Mm-hmm. She has multiple things that she films in a day, mm-hmm. different events, blah, blah. She's like busy out of her mind in the middle of filming. And he's not stepping up to the plate the way he was before, but because she's unable to say that, I feel like she beat around the bush, bush. A bit and it just yeah, made it feel literally like beat around the bush. Um, yeah, she did. Well, anyways, move on. It is, Fine. It is. You're like, I don't want to talk about Winnie. I love her too much. I know. I do. I do. Um, I love her too. Just I need I needed him to give a little bit more acting skills. And put your that. wedding ring on. I don't like that. I don't like when yeah. guys don't wear their wedding ring. Unless you never wore it, that shit needs to be on. Yeah. And I mean, they can easily take it off and put it in their pocket, but then you're dealing with a whole nother situation. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think he's trying to stick it to her. I think my guess is her head's gotten a little more she's gotten more confident in who she is and she may be you know and he is he's checking her a little that's my guess maybe um then lisa and angie go to a candle making class the girl working (laughs) the girl working there approaches lisa saying she's friends with her son jack and she did know that he was going on a mission this is where I love Lisa Barlow. Lisa Barlow's look like the girl at the candle shop knew before I did that my son was going on a mission. So, um, mother I'm of the winning mother of the year. Mother of the year. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> um, I am so sick of hearing about Jack going on his mission. Like the boy's going on a mission. That's what he wants to do. The Heather, you know, getting involved in this and having to put her two cents and thinking that because she wrote a book about being a bad Mormon that she has any authority to tell Lisa what her son should and shouldn't do is not sitting with me. Well, well, I think Lisa finally, you know, as they continued on through the episode and we're at Easter and, you know, I know we're skipping around, but we may as well just talk about it while we're here, but what's her name? Heather making it all about, you didn't read my book. And I think she lost me when she said that, because obviously she's trying to bring her book back into the show and trying to, you know, circle around, talk about her book, talk about her book. Like, I don't want to talk about your book anymore. We we got it, you know, but, but sometimes as parents, there are sometimes as parents where we want other people's opinions or advice. And there are sometimes where you don't. Yeah. Well, also if they're not asking for your advice about your, how you raise your children, don't give it, don't give, I'm not going to give you advice on how to deal with your kids unless you ask me yeah unless you and ask sometimes me. you're just venting sometimes you truly yeah. want advice sometimes but like in this instance like heather take a step back she doesn't want to hear and one she doesn't want to hear about it from you two she doesn't want you to judge her and three like it Listen, just i'm all for my kids being and doing what they want to do in life do i always agree with everything they do no you know i don't but you have to support them and for her to, you know, try to talk him out or, or Heather trying to be like, he shouldn't do that is just wrong. Like that's what he put his mind to. And that's what he wants to do. Like leave the boy alone. But then also kind of downplaying, like almost mocking the type of Mormon that Lisa Barlow is also was like, 
Why are you like, here's the thing. This is the problem with the conversation surrounding religion. If what Lisa Barlow is doing is working for her and she has faith and she's she's in like, you don't need to then say, oh, well, she will wear strapless dresses and serve Vita tequila. That's not fair. That's like, you know what? I'm a Christian and I cuss. Deal with it. Yeah. Like Like, you, you, I I think all of us are sinners in different capacities and different aspects of the church. And if Heather is completely against Mormonism at this point, I don't know that would be somebody I would share that my Mormon son was going on a mission. Absolutely. There's no way like Heather went on a mission herself. Like, can't she relate to you went on a mission? I get it. You're on the other side of it. You don't like the Mormon religion. Now you're going to go up against them. And, but other people do. I have and, friends that are, that are Mormon. Like, and guess what? He is a young kid. A he young... may go on his mission and then come out and realize, I wish I d- wouldn't have done that. And I'm going to do something else. We don't know. We all, I mean, I chose not to go to college at 17 and come to LA. Sometimes I regret that decision. Sometimes I'm like, thank God that's what I did. Like, I don't know. It just is what it is. And I mean, I, he's I doing something for religion he's doing something positive when she brought up her book she lost me she lost me Uh, completely but we got to continue talking about kids because when mary asks her son robert why she is hearing that he is married mary asks if it's true robert like is like uh and then she says you know he, he went to the courthouse and they've been married for almost a year now Mary, I can't tell if she's getting emotional, if that's what's happening. I, I, um, she did. She actually shed a little bit of a tear. And I thought, oh, my God, Mary, we got some emotion out of you. Not only did we get emotion out of Mary, but we also got a home scene with her family. And she's just a friend. That normally doesn't happen very often. So I'm going to say, like, they're showing that Mary is important to the show. Now, Mary, I got a little mad at you last week. I actually had to delete one of my comments on Watch What Happens Live because you were on and you were being funny. And I went, oh, I love you. And then you went and fat shamed Heather Gay. And I had to go back oh. and I deleted my comment because I knew people would be like, oh, you support fat shame. I hadn't even seen it yet. So um, didn't like that at all. I think that Mary... I, I do get what people are saying. There's good parts of her when it comes to TV and blah, blah, blah. But like, I feel like at some point she needs to like get married to actually reality. Like, I feel like she's so yeah. in her own bubble and it, it is what it is. But how would you react if your son or daughter got married without telling you? <laughs> and lived I, I in your house. Yeah, that's that, the other thing. That's the other thing. Like, I think she knew. I think she knew there's no way that your kid is living in your house and they got married and the girlfriend or wife is living in the same house that you wouldn't know that. Like, how would you not know that? And why would he not tell her like what what's going on there? And if this house is so ginormous that there's different wings and all of this that you don't even see your child while it's while he's there. I, I'm surprised we haven't seen a house tour of how ginormous, like the, how they showed the outside of it. It didn't look that big, but also like he's 20 years old. Like, shouldn't he be going to college? What is he doing with his life right now? Is he, is he working? Is he just got married and then he living off his mom? Like, it's just a weird, and, and the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. His facial expressions and the way he giggled and talked 
were exactly Mary. Yeah. I mean, I think we don't really know much about her home life, um, Mm -mm. but I'm hoping that the reason he felt so like reserved about it was probably like, mom, you already know this. Why are you making me go through this rigmarole when, but he was just giggling. He didn't really say anything. Yeah, maybe. Huh? Because he's like, well, wouldn't your kids be like that if you were making them do something that you already knew the answer to? Well, yeah. I mean, Spencer won't film. It's just not for him. He did one year and he's just like, this just isn't for me, mom. And it's not good for the kind of business I'm going into. So he would probably be like, really, mom, are we talking about this? You already know this. Yeah. Like he he would just call you out on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but then Meredith tells Mary that she's being accused of spreading, spreading rumors about Sean. She says her son is gay and that she's a huge supporter of the community. She would never comment on someone's sexuality. Do you but think didn't that- she? No. Oh, she Do never you- did. No. Do you think that Meredith's threat about Angie's husband in Palm Springs was this actual rumor or something yeah. else? Yeah, yeah, I think it's actual rumor. I think it was actual rumor. Well, I think they continue, even as this episode goes on, Angie and her husband continue to handle it eloquently, continuing to say, this is about infidelity for us. This isn't about the allegations about being gay, because that's that's the truth. What you're what he's being accused of is being a cheater. That should be the issue, not if he's cheating with a man or with a woman. Right. Right. And I think, you know, and for Meredith making that comment, do we talk about husband? The worst type of housewife to me is the one that said, I heard a rumor and then won't say what it is and then just be, do we need to talk about it? Either say it or don't say it. Don't bring it up as a threat. But we don't even know if this is the actual rumor that Meredith heard. We have no idea. I don't even know that Meredith and her capacity in Palm Springs with the rumors even knew what she was talking about. She tried to get a waiter to escort somebody out like he was a security guy. I mean, but I do as this even continues on and you see that Meredith and Mary are hanging out and then Mary says she's not going to go to Angie's. What about the fact that Mary, one so close with God, calls Angie and then blatantly lies about? I know. Not well, first of all, party. was it just me or was it weird to see Meredith walk into Mary's house? It just didn't feel natural to me. Like the two of them being friends for some reason does not look natural to me. I don't believe it. I also. Dorit's obviously rubbed off on me because the fact that I noticed this, but the fact that that white wine was just sitting out on the countertop, not being chilled, and then it was poured into this ginormous, long, thin glass (laughs) after the cork was stuck. But did you notice they panned to the date? Which means it was a really damn expensive one because it's 2012. 2012. Yeah. And the cork was breaking off inside, which is. Yeah. But also it's like time to get one of those other ones that you just kind of go. Yeah. I don't even know with that cork. I don't even know if that would have worked. It looked like it was just crumbling. Well, crumbling. Either way, I I find all of it a lot. Now, do you Um, think, I mean, it was quite clear that Mary did not attend because Meredith wasn't going, but like you said, her lie, calling and lying. Oh, I have a house in, in Las Vegas and it flooded a year ago. Could you not come up with a better lie? Could you just not say I'm coming down with a cold? Yeah, I like, know. C- come up with a little tiny baby lie that you're not going to get bust. I-, I-, I couldn't. Or even say, I just found out my son got, <laughs> got married. married. Like if you're going to go full. At least go lie. with it. Kind of. Well, I mean, at least it's 
the truth like I don't know it's just it's not good to yeah I, I thought that was a little weird or just say you know what I don't feel comfortable coming if Meredith's not there she's who I'm closest to what I, I guess. yeah what I would have wished I could have seen is Meredith and um Mary hanging out somewhere else at a bar <laughs> Oh, yeah. That would have been good TV. At catch. Yeah, at catch. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Then Heather says, I I don't even want to get into this anymore. I I don't care. I'm tired of hearing about Jack's mission. He's 18. If he wants to do it, leave him alone. It's not the worst Um, thing. Let's get into Angie and Monica. Okay. Oh, God. This scene was... This was brutal because you have to remember the kids are all right there. It's supposed to be like an Easter event. I know. And her sweet little dad was there and so cute. And we actually found out a lot about Angie. I didn't know that her mom died when she she had to be relatively young. And they had what, like seven kids or five kids? I can't remember what it was. And he raised them. That's really really sad. Really, really Um, sad. But they, they sit down. Angie tells Monica that she would never repeat anything that she's heard about Monica like she did to her. Then Monica immediately goes off and she goes, foreclosure, check. Divorce, check. Check. Affair, check. Check. Blah, blah, blah. But it's like the tonality, she's just going from zero to 10 so quickly. You're like, I'm not convinced that this is really who Monica is. I feel like Monica's playing up for the cameras. The way that Monica talks to her mother makes me believe this is who Monica is. You think so? I think she's just trying to do all the things for the camera to make herself look like she's a good housewife so she'll get asked back. Um, That's a problem. I feel like a lot of people watch all the shows and think they should act a certain way and then they get on and then they overdo it. And I think well, that how could would, be the case with Monica. How would your mom react if you treated her like Monica? My mom would never film again. She yeah. would never film again with me if I did that. And my mom but, would probably go off on me or she would cry. I'm not sure because I've never spoke to my mom like that ever. Well, I think also, I mean, clearly Monica and her mom have a difficult relationship. Um, you know, you see Linda try to inter- intervene and play referee in the conversation yeah. as the kids are there. She even I, at this point, I don't think she's playing up for TV because she starts you know, she's starts speaking Portuguese and she's saying like, Calm the kids down. are here. Yeah. Be quiet. Like this has yeah. got to stop. Um, Linda tells Monica to calm down because they're in someone's home. Linda tells Monica to take a breath and come with her to the bathroom. Monica wishes. And then they show a confessional where Monica wishes that she could have a different relationship. That was brutal. That is, I don't even know how you move on from that. When you say, I wish I had a different mom, like that up. Well, I think here's the thing. I truly believe that if Monica and her mother have this difficult of a relationship where clearly there are no boundaries, stop bringing her to film. Yeah. I mean, I like Monica so far, but she just isn't listening to what Angie's saying in this scene. Like she's talking without listening. Yeah. She's she's getting mad. I think she's just so bothered that her mom is getting involved that she can't even process what Angie's saying, which I don't think Angie was necessarily really coming for Monica. Even I don't think that Angie was being unkind whatsoever. She was so patient. I mean, if I'm not mistaken, isn't Monica the one that actually came out with the rumor about about her husband? So why was she even there? Why was she even invited? Well, that's the same thing Lisa Barlow said. Like, she's actually the one that that started all of this. We have no idea what it is that Meredith knows. And then 
and then, then and then Monica ha- used the phrase the streets were talking. Like, uh, we already saw that. They already saw well, that. Well, you know what we already know we already saw? What? Is nine lemons in a bowl. I mean, Shannon's been talking about nine lemons in a bowl since for ten years now, or nine years. I, um, I don't so know what you, that means. What is it? She just she it's like good feng shui to have nine lemons in a bowl. So that's always been her thing. I mean, even who her, brought the nine lemons? Heather Gay came in with a bowl. With, uh, she goes, here's nine lemons. And, you know, and I mean, don't tell Shannon because this this is her thing. Oh, well, Shannon, you never sent me nine lemons. Feel free. Well, she's got uh, her business about lemons like she's I know, but it, yeah. there were, I've gotten that package, but I didn't get nine lemons. Um, But I do. I do think that Monica, if Monica hates her mom so much, don't bring her on the show. She shouldn't invite her to filmed events. No, nope, nope. And because have, have some respect. Like have, have you can respect. say that you have, you can show. They could have shown what happened with the mom the last time, and then we you don't need to see anymore and just hear more about Monica talking about her strained relationship with her mom. But bringing her mom and then. And then leaving her, leaving her there. I'm not even going to take you home. I mean, we all get in fights with our mom. I've been in a fight with my mom. Have I gotten into like some big serious fight like this on camera? No, I haven't. I mean, we've talked about our differences and how I felt growing up, but this took it to a whole nother level. No, I mean, I wouldn't I've... want my mom to get involved in an argument like that on TV. Uh, probably the biggest fight I got on TV and my mom was by my side is the wine toss with Gina. And my mom tried to defend me. Like she was there trying to defend me. But that's also what I think what really upset Monica was once again, here my mom is not protecting me, but she could have just handled it in a different way. Yeah. But also just and then pulling the kids out before the Easter egg hunt, all of it. And the kids are like, but the Easter bunny didn't come yet. I was like, oh, my God. And then leaving grandma there, that couldn't feel too great for them either. Because does her mom live with them? I was just thinking the same thing. I'm not sure. She's at her house a lot. So no, because she says you have to knock on the door. I might be 69 on the couch. Right. Right. I'm like, first of all, I wouldn't even say that to my mom. Mom, knock on the door. She, she, she lives with us, but in a, the casita, that's not a, that's, you know, different door. Uh, Mom, can you please knock when you walk in? Cause I could be 69 on the couch. I mean, it's one thing to say, have boundaries. Let me know when you're coming mm-hmm. over. Knock, but like, you don't need to then say 69 on know. the couch. That's where it takes. I think healthy boundaries, especially if you have a slight dysfunction in your family, is okay. But I feel like she's trying to stick it to her in such a dramatic way for television Monica, entertainment. We love you. Be nice to your mom. Or nice to your mom. don't have her around. Or don't have her around. At least, it, you know, I mean, it's not even necessarily about being nice to her. Just have a generalized respect for her. Yeah. Or general respect to, for her. We don't have to like our parents, but we do have to respect them. Yeah. And like, I just felt like it, that whole thing made me feel sad and gave me the ick. Yeah. Um, but agree. then we get the scenes for that right afterwards. They gave us a nice little surprise where we had um, Real Housewives of Salt Lake City mid-season trailer. It teases a complete betrayal a threat and a tornado of karma uh the people magazine article says later this season the housewives are set to head to another tropical location to celebrate monica's birthday however according to the mid-season trailer the celebrate 
the celebratory occasion seemingly turns sour as Heather Gay says of the island, apparently it's not hard to get here. It's hard to leave. <laughs> Monica is then seen rush, rushing into a restroom in tears with Lisa Barlow following closely behind her. Why would she do this to you? Heather tells Meredith she recently received devastating information and later accuses Meredith of a complete betrayal. Heather says tonight happened because of what you said to Monica. Meredith says it gets to the point where you're accused of something over and over again. You may as well do it. Monica receives a warning from Mary Cosby. Don't trust no one. Mid-season trailer already? I feel I mean, like they up? just started. No? Yeah. I mean. It must be a short season. Who knows? Doing... But it's it's been good. I mean, I think we're seeing a lot. Um, I'm liking yeah. Heather again more this season. I am liking Heather again. Except this for this book stuff, which yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But the, whatever. You can't blame her for trying to promote her book. Like you know, most of us would do that. Um, I think in the past, the issue why I was kind of turned off by Heather was because of Ride or Die, Jin Shaw. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I agree. But Heather's doing a great job. She looks amazing. Um. Got a new house. Happy for her. Do you miss Jen Shaw on the show? No. Me nope. neither. Not at I'm all. I'm actually completely fine without her. Nope. Bye. Don't miss, Don't miss her. Well, we will be back, you guys. And then also make sure if you haven't subscribed to our podcast, we are right now in the middle of recapping The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills season one. Watch along with us. It is really fun and also kind of bananas to start it from the beginning. I know. It's such a different show. It really is. All right. We'll talk to you guys when the next episode drops. Next week. Bye. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Tura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place 
for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. That's right. 